message for the crew on the Western Front is, and for St. Patrick's Day, we have Cookie Opus. The message for the crew on the Western Front is, and for St. Patrick's Day, we have Cookie Opus. All right, so another End Times podcast. Here we are, End Times podcast. I'm going to title this one, All the Money in the World. That'll be my theme, All the Money in the World. Saw a special on the news this morning, and it had um, it was about Bitcoin and how Bitcoin has gone up in value, and there's some other um, currency now called Dogecoin or something, and these are like cryptocurrencies, and they on the news they went to this warehouse in Oregon, and it's just one of the many places where this cryptocurrency transacts and they had to have like thousands of little uh, fans on the computers because they would overheat with all the trading going on with with the Bitcoin and they estimated that this one warehouse for Bitcoin uses as much energy as 600 normal houses and there are warehouses like this all over I guess the country and the world these Bitcoin places. And it made me wonder, like, why? Why does it take that much energy to have transactions going on? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't... There must be more to the story or something to that effect. I guess people technically have bought Bitcoins for... Uh, one amount of money, and then now they're worth like 10, 20, 100 times that in a short amount of time. And uh, I guess you could technically cash them in at some point, and someone else will buy them. But it all sounds like unreality. Why does it take uh, 600 houses per of electricity per warehouse so that these coins that maybe, I don't know, is 1% of the population dealing with Bitcoin? That 1% of the population is trading like baseball cards on the internet. Like, why, why does it take that much energy? It just seems extremely odd. Extremely odd that this kind of energy is needed. Meanwhile, you know, my bank um, is a bank that has branches all over the country... And I can go on there and move $20 from one account to another. That doesn't take any energy. So why does this Bitcoin thing take energy? I can go to my local ATM, take out 20 bucks, and maybe use two cents worth of electricity. 
why why have these these warehouses? It's almost like um, it's like they're controlling the matrix in some way, and you would need that kind of energy power to fuel fuel a matrix type existence, uh, some kind of unreality where people are seeing things that really have no basis in reality. They're just electrons, and you know, you know, and even if you look at our reality, we're just electrons. So, um, so I'm going to call this all the money in the world. This particular podcast. The last podcast I recorded, I look at the stats, and it didn't get a lot of downloads at first. And um, I think it's because in the I Hear You Knocking segment, um, I, I said I wouldn't let in Bill Gates in that, in that segment. That's the segment where I pit two celebrities against each other, and only one can enter your bunker. And um, I you know, kind of went off on Bill Gates. He was one of the possibilities so we'll play that game in a little bit but i think like maybe the algorithm sense that i said bill gates because hits were incredibly down like noticeably down so then i changed the categories for the podcast um and then the hit started to go up again so i think maybe the combination of bill gates in a certain podcast category um you know, because Microsoft's control so much of the internet was um, creating a situation where the podcast wasn't being seen by people. So, you know, you mess with powerful people and, and that's what you get. We'll talk about that theme in a bit too. So speaking of Bitcoin, I guess it went down in value a little bit recently because Elon Musk, who... Um, is the owner of Tesla and SpaceX. He recently announced that they're not going to take Bitcoin anymore for their electric cars, uh, which are supposed to be environmentally friendly. Uh, but meanwhile, Bitcoin is obviously not environmentally friendly. So they're not going to take... Um, and really, for Bitcoin, if you think about it, they're just burning oil and coal and stuff to... You know, it's just like one currency is becoming another. It's kind of a sick, you know, it's like I think most people can't grasp it, just like how my dog can't grasp TV. Um, humans can't grasp certain things. You know, there's there could be things all around us that we just can't grasp. So uh, if, you know, if my dog walks by a mirror, doesn't really realize there's a mirror there, or a TV set going, doesn't really realize it. Um, it just, it's out of the realm of its, its capability. So there must be things that us humans, it's beyond the realm of our capability to understand. So I wrote a note to myself. I was looking at some pictures of, of a farm and, um, and the animals on it. And I had a thought, um, and you know, the, the animals looked like they were doing pretty well. You know, there were some cows eating leaves off a tree that was low-hanging tree and there was a pig in a pile of slop he looked like kind of happy almost smiling and i thought like life is great for a farm animal and then i put a long dash on it so life is great for a farm animal long dash until it isn't so life is great for a farm animal until it isn't and you know what happens (laughs) 
eventually to the farm animal. Um, things are going great, going along, and, and you know, kapow, and that's it. So life is great for the farm animal until it isn't. Um, so Elon Musk went on Saturday Night Live, and he was rather awkward. He, you know, he says he has Asperger's syndrome, but maybe that's a cover for something else. But he just seemed really awkward, and I, I guess there was a lot of controversy amongst the staff of Saturday Night Live. They felt like he was buying his way onto the show because he's a rich guy with no discernible talents. But meanwhile, they've had people like Donald Trump on there. Now, I guess Donald Trump was on The Apprentice, so maybe he was a quasi-entertainer. But they've had people like that on there over the years, um, people that were just famous for other things. Um, but also, yeah, you know, it's kind of like SNL was used as Musk's like play toy. Like, hey, I'm the rich guy who has everything. I like watching this TV show. I'm going to put myself on this TV show, you know, just through sheer will. Whereas there might be people who deserve it more. And Musk is viewed as like using it as a PR tool, maybe to humanize himself a little bit because he comes off as um, as you know, kind of a, a douche in general. So he was really awkward and he was very unfunny. And you know, sometimes I wonder if, if I come off like that. Like I wouldn't know if I come off like that. There's been indicators in my life that I'm not you know, popular in, in all circumstances. And maybe people see me in this space alien way that they see Elon Musk. You know, maybe. Uh, he he just didn't really seem on cue. He, he emphasized the wrong words. You know, he, I guess you could do it like he emphasized the wrong words. So he emphasized the wrong words. And he just didn't really seem to have that connection with the actors he was supposed to be playing around with. And, you know, there just wasn't that, that, that magic there, that screen magic. Um, so it won't go down in history as, as one of the all-time great episodes. It won't go down as, like, Chris Farley dancing as a male stripper with um, Patrick Swayze. You know, it won't go down as, as that. It won't go down as one of those all-time great guest appearances. Christina Applegate and Chris Farley as the man, the uh, the motivational coach who lives in a van by the river. It won't be one of those memorable ones that the kids are still watching many years later. So, so it got me thinking... And also on TV the other day, I think it's, it might be E-Network or one of these networks, um, they've been airing these pro wrestling documentaries about like Andre the Giant and, um, you know, Hulk Hogan and people like that, like these documentaries. And they had one on Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was actually one of the better ones because he was a very flamboyant bad guy in the 80s. 
And I always, I, I as a young kid, understood the, um, a young kid in the 80s, understood the, the, um, what was going on with wrestling. Like that, while I enjoyed the, the fighting, and it was real enough, um, I understood that this was some, somewhat of a show, and Roddy Piper was the best of that bunch that could really, even though he wasn't, you know, all that, he wasn't all steroided up like the other ones, um, he looked like a pretty normal guy, maybe a little broad-shouldered, and that was about it. But he understood that this was a show, and he was going to give his best effort, and um, and he wrote material. But he also had like a depressive side. He uh, was alone a lot as a kid and abandoned. And he had to fight for a living at a young age, and you know, so he he just got like hardened and and uh, got this weird view on life. This um, you know, this view that um, that he's a lone wolf. He's feral. And, uh, but he had a little bit of a wit to him. So, I was watching this um, Roddy Piper documentary, and it reminded me, you know, it brought me back to the 80s, and, and all the, the cool stuff this guy did. You know, this was like pre-internet, and uh, with limited physical talent compared to some of these other wrestlers, he uh, was able to really portray um, someone who was very memorable and he died at 61 years old you know in, in depression and a hard life and probably some you know do, a lot of partying probably contributed to that but they mentioned in it and I remembered this movie called they live with an exclamation point they live and he was the star of it he tried to do acting now his acting was okay but in, you know he looked it was a it was a it was a good movie that would never will never be considered um a mainstream movie. It's a cult classic. And in it he is the hero. He's playing some person um who discovers a pair of sunglasses and once you put them on you can see that you know, the world really is an illusion. Um, what looks like what was a newsstand, now all the headlines are propaganda telling you to obey and telling you to, you know, conform and to um, not, not break the rules. And, like, billboards weren't, were no longer about cars and, and things that are advertised on billboards. But with these sunglasses on, you can see that they're telling people to to conform and obey and abide and uh, and live by society. So he's like saying, wow, there's all this brainwashing all around us. Interesting concept. And then he sees some people aren't people. So there's like a whole class of people going around who really are like space aliens, and they look different than, than normal people. And he can only see them through these sunglasses. So he has to go on a, you know, he goes, he can't stand this. And, you know, he's realizing his whole life has been a big sham. And he can see, you know, that the world is, is full of fakery. And he, um, 
he starts killing some of these creatures and you know things he's he's helping humanity and eventually he realizes i guess i shouldn't i don't know if this movie's that easy to find even but um i guess in the end he sabotages the aliens they had a a satellite of sorts that they were communicating with their alien brethren with and uh, he if i recall disables the satellite somehow and and he he wins for humanity and you know i wonder if like through these glasses if like elon musk would be one of these people because it seems like everything seems to go right for certain people wouldn't you think like it seems like most of us are just work a day people and things aren't really going our way and but then there are some people it just seems like it's, it's as if they're living in a in a in a movie you know a positive upbeat movie um and everything's going their way and it's not through caution it's not like they are obeying all the rules they're kind of just like hey i'm gonna live my life and um and this is the way it is, and no one can touch me, and that's, and that's the way it goes. And now some people say, oh, they're just putting on a facade, and uh, you know you could easily cultivate your life even more so on social media, and um, curate it, you know, for others so that they only see the positive things. But I see these people in real life. I see these people that seem to never really have a problem. Makes you wonder how they got there. You know, it's there. There aren't. It's it's not just as simple as just being rich, you know, or, or inheriting money or something. There has to be more to it. So I'm not sure what's going on exactly. But yeah, Elon Musk came off as a they live alien in a way, and you know, if you encountered these sunglasses and you can put them on. And you can see around you, and you can see that these um, these cryptocurrency warehouses with thousands of computers with fans on them that they overheat so much because they're so active are really generating some false reality, and and really you're just a stooge. Um, would you do anything about it? Would you do a Roddy Piper and say, you know, this is ridiculous? Uh, there are tons of people suffering, and I'm going to go blow up their satellite dish. You know, would you figure out a way? Now, if you're if they if they gleam out, you know, if they figure out what you're doing, if they if they um if they're onto you, if the aliens are onto you, they can do all kinds of things to make your life miserable. Um, J. Edgar Hoover said. Find me the man, and and I'll find um, the crime. You could find any person, and you know, get them for some something that they're doing wrong, some library book they didn't return, or something. Um, it could even be concocted, and then you're in prison. You know, then you're in prison, or who knows? You know, you could be. There's thousands of people go missing every year never to return. So 
do you actually like try to do the Roddy Piper and say, hey, I came here to, um, you know, show up with your shotgun and and say, I came here to uh, chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. You know, do you do you do that? And and then start blowing away people. Or do you just go on and say, well, whatever, I've lived this long. Guess I'll just watch Everybody Loves Raymond. See what's on cable TV. Oh, The Office again? That's great. Boy, that Michael Scott's really funny. I like Dwight. He's funny. Are you going to be that person? Maybe you can even get like the office calendar for a Christmas present. And each day you could rip off a different like office quote off the calendar. The far side. You can get the far side calendar. Oh, here's a fat kid who can't figure out. He's going to the school for the gifted and he can't figure out what door to open. He's pushing on the on a door that says pull. Wondering why he can't get in. It's genius. Do you want to do that? You know, or do you say, hey, the world needs to know. Now, if you become that person that says, hey, the world needs to know, things start not going as well for you. You know, your podcast doesn't start getting hits anymore. Um... Things, you know, you don't get that promotion that you thought you were going to get. Um, wow, my transmission blew in my car. You know, things don't start to go well for you if you become that person. And then life wears you down. Whereas if you just say, hey, you know, everybody loves Raymond's on. Boy, that mother's really funny. If you do that, you go along to get along. And your interest compounds at one and a half percent. And, you know, you get to that age where you buy a boat. And, you know, your life is now now on that boat. And you're comfortable. You're that pig and you're that pig in the mud smiling. But you have to remember, life is great for a farm animal. Until it isn't. All right, so I'm gonna let's do a um, I hear you knocking, and then I'll have some closing thoughts on on everything on this podcast entitled "All the Money in the World," which was a movie called "All the Money in the World," and it had Kevin Spacey in it, and Kevin Spacey must have done something to um, he must have done something to. Uh, upset the powers that be because he um, he's been cast out and maybe he did some wrongdoing but he's been cast out of Hollywood um, and they just CGI'd someone else in there you know so it just shows you how things can be CGI'd and and, um, and you know maybe it's just like this matrixy existence maybe we could be CGI'd so Let's do, um, and I hear you knocking, and 
Let me just cue up the theme song. And just taking a second. I think I have slow internet for some reason. I don't know why. But here it goes. I think. Uh, Alright, well. Yeah, here it goes. So I hear you knocking. All right, so I went on TMZ, a popular website, just before this and took two names, first two names that show up. Um, the premise is two celebrities or well-known people or people that are, you know, at least on the Internet. Um, last episode, I had an unknown person from some reality show of some sort that I had never heard of before. Pop-up is the name. But um, two people are knocking and you have a bunker you only have room for one so which one do you let in and it's our end times scenario so the first two names to pop up are actually mainstream names that everyone here will know ellen degeneres who announced she is leaving her show but ratings were way down on that show and uh you know allegations had come out that she's really 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 horrible to her staff and um, I think that must have hurt ratings. And so that's the end of that show, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, and the other name to come up is Tom Brady, the quarterback. So recently won the Super Bowl. Um, as douchey as Tom Brady can be, and, you know, he seems like he... Um, seems like he might be one of these, you know, space aliens that gets everything they want in life. Seems like everything goes his way. Uh, seems like life was made for him, and we're just bit players in this world. He's, like, younger than me, and just has everything going on. Um, so, uh, he's knocking somehow his supermodel wife isn't available, and we can let him in. So he's a healthy middle 40-ish guy who um, doesn't seem to eat a lot, which is good. He won't eat a lot of our rations and uh, is in good shape. And he's a quarterback, uh, so he's used to leading things. I don't know if you want a leader in your in your bunker because you want to be the leader. Um, Good-looking guy, I guess. Uh, you know, he'll be charismatic. Not bad to have on your team, but you're going to have to, like, kind of share leadership with him because just through his sheer charisma and, and will and looks and height and and um, accomplishments in this world will automatically woo other people in your um, in your tribe and bunker so there's him um, Ellen DeGeneres seemed you know I, I had heard the rumors that she was a horrible person behind the scenes before all of the allegations came out and I watch that show once in a while because I'm too lazy to change the channel. And she does seem mean. She plays, you know, j jokes on her on her staff on the air. Um, she has, like, a sidekick who she kind of treats like, 
I don't know. He's very submissive to her. So she almost she has a weird dynamic with with the sidekick. He seems like he's almost afraid to speak around her. And it's just a weird dynamic. She definitely has like this power thing going on. She always dates younger women. Um you know, not that a guy in her situation wouldn't do the same thing necessarily. A lot of guys seem to date younger women. Although Tom Brady is age appropriate. He he dates people who are about his age. Um I see my battery's like about to die, so I have to make a choice. And I think this one's fairly clearly easy. Um, Tom Brady brings a little bit more to the table. Probably is a little bit easier to get along with. Um, has more physical attributes. Both of them probably don't eat a lot. So they aren't going to take a lot of resources. And, um, you know, if you do have like some off time, you could play catch with Tom Brady. You know, he could throw you some passes and stuff. That'd be kind of fun. So I guess, you know, if Tom Brady's like a five and and um, Ellen DeGeneres is like a two. So I think you'd have to go with Tom Brady. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, she can tell a joke. And that might be of some value. But uh, just the track record with how she treats her staff is just too much. You can't have that toxicity in your bunker. So that's the end of... I hear you knocking. It was a pretty easy one this time around. All right, so just some closing thoughts. Um, you know, I watched a local school board meeting last night about these candidates that are running for school board, the elections in a week. And they... Um, there was one person running who for school board who seems to be mucking it up because there's like five candidates and there's only two seats open and two candidates are on one side two are on the other side and then this candidate seems to be mucking it up it's going to be like the spoiler the ralph nader of the bunch taking votes from from one side probably um and she works at a convenience store and was really poorly spoken didn't really have that deep thought when any question was given to her and didn't really, you know, didn't have that grasp of language that someone who did better in school would have and didn't really have that that little thing behind the eyes, you know, where it looks like the person is actually thinking about an answer and delivering an answer didn't have that that spark um in her mind she probably thinks it's fine but she was probably put in there on purpose to siphon votes from a couple of people that people in town don't want to get elected and it's playing the role of stooge and you know, this is how society controls us a lot. It's called the Peter Principle, where we get promoted to positions that we're not qualified for eventually. You might start off in positions that you're qualified for. Eventually, that's one way to control people, is to promote them to positions that they're not qualified for. So that they um, they become pretty much um, incompetent or impotent, but they're earning enough money where they're not going to quit that job. 
So, you know, if someone is like, uh, you know, director of something and they're really not qualified to be director, but they're earning 80 grand a year or something, they're not going to now go get a job that they are capable of doing and that can have an effect on society. Uh, like, let's say, you know, working as a social worker or something like that um, at 40 grand a year because they're earning 80 grand. You, people start to have expenses. You have mortgages based on what your income is. You get approved for loans based on whatever your income is. So you can't go back to that $40,000 a year job very easily of kids. You know, it, it becomes complicated. So we get Peter principled um, into being pretty much uh, incompetent and impotent. And I wonder if she was a younger person, you know, maybe 30s. I wonder if she realized that she's probably being used. Maybe someone convinced her to run for office just to siphon votes from the opposing side. And even if she won election, which I think is highly doubtful, um, but even if she won, I think that the powers that be would rather have someone like her on the board because that's someone who can be controlled because she doesn't really know what's going on. She doesn't have the magic Roddy Piper sunglasses to see what's going on. So they would rather have someone like that on the board than someone who actually thinks about something and might have a radical idea, God forbid. So it makes me wonder who's the stooge and who isn't. If we're a stooge, are we? A st have I been a stooge at points in my life? I'm sure people have strategized and and made decisions around me, and and I didn't even realize what was going on. And um, the thing is, though, I always I always put on a show. So maybe if I was Peter principled, um, I was adaptable, and that that's dangerous to to society to be someone who, if you do put them in a position. They could actually perform the job. How many of these people who stormed the Capitol actually could be president or a congressman or whatever, you know, a senator? How many of them could actually do that? None of them could do that. They would all be Peter principled out, and and then the consultants would come in and, and the lobbyists, and these people would be deeply controlled. So it's almost as if you have to pretend you know, pretend that you're you're just a sheep. And then when the moment comes, you know, you can you can pull off that uh that wool and, and say, Nope, I'm a wolf and uh but I don't know, life is long and before you know it, life is over. So that's what I did. I watched a I watched I tried to be informed and watched a school board debate. Only about well, it's not only, it's kind of impressive, actually, that 90 people logged in, but hundreds of people will vote. So where are other people getting their information from? There's newspapers, um, but they don't cover, you know, the, they don't, uh, what percent of people are reading newspapers nowadays? So there's newspapers, and so maybe some people get some information from newspapers, but most people are just... I'm based on a gut feeling, they're they're picking one candidate or, or another. Could be like the color of um, their hair tie. You know, if they have like a bow in their hair. Uh, oh, I'll pick that person. I like that color. It's uh, The system we're living in is just crazy. 
So go watch your Everybody Loves Raymond in your office, and you can have your little office calendar and your little fireside calendar. This was End Times Podcast. You can find it on endtimespodcast.com. Um, if you could, if you're a human being and you're not just some bot that's clicking on this, if you're an actual human being, if you can go and give this a review on your podcast app, uh, preferably the Apple um, podcast app, then you know I'll know like people exist and it'll inspire me to do better. So I would I would like that. You know I would like to have people actually communicate. If you have a nomination for I hear you knocking, just send it to End Times Podcast at campusxm.com and you can do that if you want to hear my old podcasts um i used to do a podcast on like local journalism and such um you can go to campusxm.com and those still get believe it or not they still get some downloads the thing with the podcast is you can record it and maybe get like you know 50 100 a thousand um downloads right away but if you look at it over time it could be many many more because there could just be someone searching for that particular thing and they find it you know five years from now and they're they're listening to it so some of my podcast episodes for some odd reason they still get play many years later now how, how do you monetize that i don't know like how do you can you put commercials in it that are everlasting can you put the cookie o puss ad from Carvel from the 19, um, late 1970s in New York City, Carvel ice cream shop where they had cookie puss, and then for for St. Patrick's Day they had cookie o puss. Do you put you know? Can you put that ad in in your podcast and hope that Carvel's still around in a few years when some new generations listening to your podcast? One never knows. So um, go to endtimespodcast.com and that's where. You can find everything, rate this podcast, and maybe send me an email, and we can be best of friends. Okay, Um, campusxm.com, endtimespodcast.com, facebook.com slash endtimesradio.